the name for the Grand Canyon is Duvip, the world of energy, because it's so vast and big. Um, the Colorado River, we say, we call it Biapaha um, Uvipi. That's the big, the big water canyon, the big water in the canyon. And so these, you know, these these words, you know, come from the canyon, and, and they come from a place that that my people, you know, are visiting and still need to visit and, and still need to remember that that where we come from is is important not us not only to us living but it's also important to us in our afterlife as well and if my people are hearing that uh, they know what I'm saying Grand Canyon where hidden forces shape our ideas beliefs and experiences and experiences join us as we uncover the stories between the canyon's colorful walls Probe the depths and add your voice. Add your voice for what happens, what happens next. next at Grand Canyon. At Grand Canyon. Hello and welcome. Okay. This is Jesse. <laughs> this is Emily. And this is and this. this is behind the scenery. Hey, this is Jesse. For this episode of the podcast, I had the pleasure of speaking with Daniel Bullets. Daniel is the Cultural Resource Director for the Kaibab Band of Paiute Indians, as well as the Director for the Southern Paiute Consortium. We recorded this episode sitting at a picnic table next to the rim of the canyon, so you might hear some wind and other background noise. Okay, hello, my name is Daniel Bullets. I'm a member of the Kaibab Band of Paiute Indians. I'm also employed by the tribe. I'm their cultural resource director, and I'm also the director of the Southern Pike Consortium for the tribe. And um, can you tell me about your duties as cultural resource director? So as cultural resource director for the tribe, I'm, I'm, um, or my job is to, um, to keep good working relationships with um, the Department of Interior agencies, the BLM, the Forest Service, the Park Service, even the state, um, on cultural issues that they may have inside their park or inside or inside the state, um, um, and to share, um, um, to help them problem solve certain things that are culturally sensitive to, to tribes and, and to different um, um, agencies. And for listeners who may not know, um, what is the Southern Paiute Consortium? So the Southern Paiute Consortium is uh, a group made uh, out of the Kaibab Band of Paiute Indians, the Paiute Indian Tribe of Utah, which has five bands in it, and then um, the San Juan Southern Paiutes. And that was made in the early 1990s. And um, that was to give the Southern Paiute people a voice in the adaptive management program that's going on with the Glen Canyon Dam, the Grand Canyon, and the Colorado River um, to give us a seat at the table to, to share our issues and to share our, our knowledge of, of things that need to be shared during meetings. And as, as part of your role in the adaptive management plan uh, or program, you participate in monitoring river trips right correct we do 
Under that, we do an annual uh, river trip in June. Um, it's one of the hottest months, the one month hottest trips in in the year, and 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 that that's for a reason. I mean, you know, sometimes as as Southern Paiutes, you know, we get caught up in this modern day lifestyle that we we need to be brought back down to to simple the simple way of thinking to the simple way our people used to be and when we're down there in the Grand Canyon monitoring that's we're at the simplest that we can we can ever get you know there's no air conditioning there's you know no wi-fi no cell service you know we're, we're cut off from from the from the real world so we have to learn to get along and 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 share things and help each other throughout the 10-day trip so it, it brings it humbles a lot of us that go down um what when you're down there what sorts of things are you are you looking for so under the under the adaptive management program when it first got started the tribe was asked or the consortium was asked to um to choose um 10 sites that are culturally significant to the southern Paiutes, and we couldn't <laughs> we said no we, we we can't because the whole northern side is culturally significant to us and and so um they the government wouldn't budge and so uh, the elders at the time said well since since this is since we have to choose we're going to choose these these 10 sites that we're going to we're going to monitor even though we don't want to you know they're they're providing a way for us to come down each year so we chose 10 sites that we monitor or been monitoring since the early 90s and you're just looking for kind of impact yes yes the yeah. impacts of the impacts of the area and and impacts from um, uh, not only from the natural the natural things but from tourists and, and human caused things that do happen down there and and um, and, and natural things sometimes the, the earth does shake and the, you know the rain does flood the, everything does flood and it does you know erase some of the things that are down there but you know in, in a cultural aspect you know those weren't meant to be shared once they're gone yeah um that's really interesting i i think um you know you gave a talk to visitors here just a half hour or so ago and one of the things that um that you said in it was that you're you know you're you're able to learn from recordings from your tribal elders um more about your own culture um i'm curious how those like records are being used in in your tribe and in uh in kabab Paiute. so those the traditional recordings and stuff are, are archived. We have an archival uh, place there on the reservation that, that we house all these things, and they're accessible to, to tribal members only. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, if a tribal member wants to come, they just go through my department and, and check out or sign a paper, and then we take them there and we have them listen. And, and uh, they can't take anything, but we can we can make recordings for them to, to take home. Um, but um, it's it's a lot of just uh, nowadays a lot of people don't have the time to do that you know fortunately for me you know and, and I, I do because that's part of my job and so that's one thing that that's one thing that I like to do is, is to go back and and rehear past tribal members talk about certain things and, and a, a lot of those aren't in 
English. They're in, they're in Southern Paiute, so it kind of makes me want to learn more and and understand what they're saying, which which I can to a point, but hopefully one day I'll be fluent enough to make my own recordings and share. I always like to go back and and listen to my predecessors talk about in in, certain, in their interviews and try to keep that what they say keep moving forward keep because throughout the years some in the government they always create the same issue but a different way <laughs> and so we're constantly trying to tell them certain things and and bring them back from creating more problems than needs to be created learn from the past exactly what a novel concept <laughs> yeah learn from the past yeah i'm just curious you know um your perspective on um, how the Park Service tells stories and okay. talks about history. Okay. Um, you know, in working with, with the different agencies, you know, everybody, even my tribe and, and, and all the tribes, I guess, everybody has their own perspective of, of certain things. So when you talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, you know, you get their perspective. And, and you know, I, I try to share, I try to encourage that with, with um with people because you know when you're talking from your perspective you're being honest and open and you're comfortable and and you're sharing things that you may have heard or people may have shared with you and that's things that need to be shared you know a lot of times you know we're coming from this mentality of of that's mine this is mine i don't want to share it with you this you know this you know, and we, we can't be like that. We have to be open and honest and, and, and for people to share, they have to be open and honest. And so I, I encourage Park Service staff, BLM staff, you know, Forest Service staff to share what they know with people. And then if they do have questions, you know, go to the tribes and say, hey, I have this question, you know, am I allowed to say it? Am I allowed to share it? What's the answer to this question, you know? And sometimes tribes will shun you, and uh, sometimes tribes will say, "Well, thank you for coming," and it means this, you know, it means that. You know, we we want to we want those we want that true knowledge to come out rather than being suppressed and 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 not shared. Can you tell me a little bit about the first time or one of the first times you came to Grand Canyon? Man, that's well, let's see. One of the first times I came to the Grand Canyon was probably in the early '80s. Um, with my grandparents and you know as we were coming here to the north rim you know we made stops along the roadway at certain spots and and my they got out and you know I got out too but I was running around and, and doing doing kid things and and well and not knowing that my grandparents were were actually doing offerings and praying and collecting things as they were coming coming here plants and and other things that that they wanted to use um, in making things back at home, and and so once we got to the North Rim, you know, coming walking out to the edge and seeing the the colors and how vast it was, and and the different um, sounds of the wind blowing, and you know, back I don't I don't remember too much people back then, um, mm -hmm. just you know, just us, and then my grandpa going off and and being by himself and you know hearing him sing and and um coming back you know really happy and and, and like recharged kind of like that's my first impressions of, of the north rim yeah 
Yeah. And then as you've grown and if as you've learned more, um, how has your relationship with the, the North Rim and the Grand Canyon changed? So as I grew, you know, things started to make more sense. I started to realize the importance of this of this area and the importance of of our traditional Southern Paiute territories and how vast it was and it made me realize that there was more people than what I thought lived out here. You know, all these people that made these rock writings and, and things that are here, you know, it's it's not called rock art. You know, we, we want to say rock writing because that tells a story. You know, when we say rock art to people, it gives them the idea of, oh, we could doodle on this rock or we could paint this rock. You know, we want to stay away from that. And so, you know, as I got older, you know, a lot of things started to make sense. A lot of the stories that I was heard as a, as a kid growing up started to make more sense. The circle dances that I, I know and sing start to make more sense. And just being out in nature, you know, and, and having that quietness and, and smelling and seeing and hearing and using all your, your senses to, to, to be a part, to make that connection with this land is... Is, is very important now to me and and, and I'm, I'm actually turning um, my birthday's tomorrow and I'm actually turning 50. Uh, happy birthday <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> June 11. Wow so well hopefully this is a good good birthday visit for yeah, you. <laughs> right. Um, yeah what 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 is important to you about having that connection about the, that peace and that that feeling that you get when you're here or when you're out in nature? So uh, for me, it's, it's, it's more of a spiritual connection and, and, and being out here and, and, and seeing things that I don't normally see, taking, taking my mind off the fast pace of, of, of modern day life and, and, um, and, and knowing that there's more to life than just what I see at home. There's more to life than the grocery store. There's more to life than, you know, than to... Um, um, driving here and there, you know, there's there's this vastness that all of us as human beings should and need to go out and visit and and, and, and see and share. All these places in, in in nature have a special place for everybody that visits, and, and that energy that there is so positive that a lot of us will will get excited, you know, when we see those woods and we feel that coolness and that smell, that fresh air, and it's like we want to go here, we want to go there, we want to see this, we want to do that slow down you, you'll get there it's not as fast paced you know pick up your feet when you walk you know that type of thing yeah that's a, a hiking joke <laughs> a hiker's joke um well speaking of visiting special places what what is is there something is there one thing that you would like visitors to know before they come to grand canyon or as they're visiting the canyon so one thing I'd like visitors to know is to come with an open mind and come with with the willingness to to learn something that you're actually not going to learn by reading or not you're going to learn by seeing you're going to learn by feeling you're going to learn by hearing you may even learn by you know tasting when these monsoon rains come and you can taste the wetness in the air you know come come with a mindset to learn and also with the mindset to share what you have learned with your family, with your friends, and one day they may come out here and experience the same thing. Because it's hard to to 
to tell somebody about an experience when they're not there to actually experience it. So I encourage people to come and experience, make that connection with nature and the land and even the people that are here that are helping provide certain accommodations, you know, for for us um, here, you know, talk with them. You know, they're, they're, they're people too and they'll share and, and you'll make that connection um, regardless of the weather. <laughs> even if the canyon is filled with fog <laughs> with fog or with uh snow or it's raining yeah cats and dogs you know, you'll still make a connection yeah absolutely many thanks to daniel for sharing his stories and perspectives the behind the scenery podcast is brought to you by the interpretation team at grand canyon national park we gratefully acknowledge the native peoples on whose ancestral homelands we gather as well as the diverse and vibrant native communities who make their home here today